Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is round three recap for WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational. And here to help me break it all down, it's Kyle Porter. What up, KP? Well, we, we've got uh, – it's a tough day. we got to follow up Dakota's performance on the CBS broadcast. If people watch, uh, I, I, I can't, I can't uh, live up to that. I don't know what to do. I, I'm assuming he's putting people out of jobs. Like, <laughs> he should be. He should be. Let's like in, us. Yeah, let's get this kid on the show. Unbelievable. He said he would. Uh, there was a tight, I forget who it was. Maybe Brendan Todd, tight lie somewhere. It was Todd, yeah. He said he'd nip a 60 right of the flag, let it trickle <laughs> down to the cup. <laughs> it was unbelievable. I mean, the way he was talking about golf, I was like, yeah, this Yes, this is great. This is how I talk about golf. Like, and so but like good. the crazy part is is yes, he was using the language, but he was also hitting all these beats. Yeah, and you're like, what? Wait a second. Like, has he done this before? Like, what? That's that's a very difficult thing to do, and he was nailing it. It's like he had a producer in his ear. Like, it was unbelievable. He was yeah. so good. He was so good. Yeah, it was incredible. It was it was fun to watch. Good for him. Good job, Dakota. Good job, Dakota. Uh, good job, Brendan Todd. You've got another 54-hole lead. The fourth time this season he has slept on the lead or the co-lead, fifth time in his career. We've talked a lot about Brendan Todd, what this victory could mean, but he's got, like, like I don't know how to feel right now, right? I mean, we've seen him sleep on a 54-hole lead before. We Travelers didn't go so well. He's got a, he's one shot clear of, of Benny on. He's two shots clear of Ricky Fowler. What's, like, our temperature check on, on Todd at the moment? Well, the temperature check is that he's not going to win tomorrow. Um, I, I like Brendan Todd. I, I, think, uh, I think his story is awesome, and I think he's a good player. But – the way and this this ha- this is like an extreme version of what happened at the Travelers when he when he uh, kind of faded on Sunday. He's not hitting the ball that well, Rick. He's like, I mean, what's his what's his tee to green numbers? It's not. Uh, I'd have to pull it up for the week. Yeah, do you have it in front? Yeah, of you? he's gained one point eight from tee to green and nine point three putting. That's not good like that's not like that it's one thing if if you are john rom and you've done that and you're like okay well i, I can talk myself into rom's just gonna you, you know come out and and light it up on sunday but if you're brendan todd and you're doing that it just i don't know i, I don't have a good feeling about sunday yeah it, and it started on thursday where he just drained every single putt and he hasn't stopped i mean maybe if he's got one more day in him but yeah this is like one of the most unsustainable things we could be looking at here um i mean it's it's a really ugly stat line it's really yeah, ugly. It, it could happen like I, i'm not saying that it that it like it absolutely I, I just that's my opinion is i i don't think he's going to win on sunday and i think 
But look, I mean, the opportunity for him, we've talked about this all week. You win, uh, you, you get a WGC, you get, uh, you, I, it's crazy. Like we talked about this at the Travelers. It's more true now. You become the PGA Tour Player of the Year front runner with what, uh, PGA, Wyndham, th- uh, five events left, four or five events left? Yeah. I mean, that's not a ton of wiggle room for somebody else like JT to, to go out or Webb to go out and win one. And, and, it, and if you also have that WGC, I mean, it's pretty crazy. And, and I think that, I don't know, this is where we kind of can get too stat heavy sometimes, I think, of like, Brendan Todd should not be having the success, but he is like, he's going out and doing it. Right. And so you look at, at the stats and you're like, Oh, well, that didn't make a ton of sense, but he keeps making putts. His short game's great. He keeps contending. Now, whether he can do it for uh, four rounds and win the tournament is one thing, but it doesn't take away from how well he's playing overall right now. And I, and I think that's a really good point because he's the way he plays in general, doesn't usually define success on the PGA tour. There's so many great, uh, uh, Brendan Todd stats. Here's one from Justin Ray. So 40 different three plus win seasons on the PGA tour since 2000, the average season driving distance rank of those players is 25.1. Only two of them have ranked outside the top 100 in distance that season. Brendan Todd currently ranked 209th. So that is a long way of saying he is doing it in a way that usually does not find success on the PGA Tour, which is he doesn't hit the ball far at all. Like he's in the bottom like 20 guys on tour. What do you think about his swing just generally? Like uh, maybe more so the iron swing, but what just how, how do you when you watch his move, what what are you thinking? I have no idea where it's going. Like every <laughs> single time he hits it. Like I like I'm not sure if it, like there's guys you're like, oh, that looks good, or the other one, which is like, oh, I can tell what he like he was trying to do that. He's trying to swing it in. He's trying to hit a cut. I don't know what Brendan Todd's doing, but I mean, I guess it I guess it works. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I I, I see your point. I I do think. <laughs> based on how bad he is statistically at times from T to green, the swing is actually like, but like it looks better than it uh, shows up statistically, I guess. I, I, I don't know if that makes sense, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy that we talk about and, and some people push back on this and I think rightfully so we're talking five weeks ago about Bryson DeChambeau break, I, like breaking golf, right? Like, yep. You want to be as long as possible, as often as possible, and that's that's the way forward. And 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 that's mostly true. Like I, I think that that is uh, a right way to think about the future. But it's cool that somebody like Brendan Todd can can roll up to a WGC and be like, "Wait a second, you can also do it this way." And and while that that still plays, and that that it's still true that short guys can do that. I think the fact that we're pointing it out and that it's such a big deal really shines a light on how professional golf has, has turned toward how long can I be as often as possible, right? And so your Brendan Todd's, it becomes such a cool narrative because it doesn't exist. It doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, and I think that's one sort of takeaway in all of this for me. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. If he can close it out, it'll be because he fended off some big dogs uh, yep. coming up behind him. And the biggest dog of all, one shot back, Benny on. This guy, <laughs> this guy, I love this guy so much. I mean, he is, he is the epitome of hashtag team no putt. I mean, yeah. he is like the worst putter on the face of the earth. He's a great, uh, he's a great ball striker. And we are getting 
we're getting that week. We're getting that week where he has now gained one stroke per round on the greens. Yeah. And that is plenty when you are as good of a ball striker as Ben on is. Yeah. You, yes, it is. I think, I think Ben on is kind of a, uh, he's a low key big game hunter. Ooh. Right. Like he wins the USAM. Uh, he wins the BMW PGA at Wentworth. That's a yeah. big deal. Uh, so it, it wouldn't, while it would be surprising if he won this week because he hasn't been playing very well, I think if you pull back and look at the bigger picture, it wouldn't be super surprising if at the end of his career, you're like, oh yeah, Ben on won a WGC. Like he, he showed up at Memorial a couple years ago. I think he lost to Bryson that year. Was that in, in 2018? I think it was. Uh, yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking um, at Wiki right now. So but, I, I don't know. Like I, I, you get to the back nine on Sunday and it's not like Ben on's going to be scared of Ricky Fowler's ball striking, you know, like, no. like Ben on can, can is, you know, like roll with all those guys, JT, Kepka, Fowler, whoever you want to throw up there. Now the, the complete game, the total package isn't there with him, but I don't know, nine hole stretch. You make a couple putts. Who knows? Lost to Bryson in a playoff at the Memorial in 2018. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like he's playing with house money. I don't know, obviously, what his mindset is or when you're, when you're looking for your first PGA Tour victory, how I can't even imagine how difficult that could be. But yeah. you're looking at the leaderboard and you're like, well, I'm not in the lead, so that's kind of cool. I'm only one shot back. And oh, by the way, no one expects me to win this golf tournament because Ricky Fowler, Brooks Kepka, Justin Thomas, and Louis Oosthuizen and Phil Mickelson are breathing down our throats. Like, I might as well just go freewheel this thing. Well, and also, like, he's going to be playing with, with Todd on Sunday, right? So you, yes, you watch the- his ball striking, and you're like, oh, I just got to be better than that. Like, it, it, and again, you have to go make putts. You, the short game has to be there. How about that putt he walked in on 18 on Sunday? Or For, on, to uh, save par, right? On Saturday. Yeah, but he walked it in like yeah. early. It was incredible. I was like, Ben On might be the best putter in the world. This is, in, this is unbelievable. <laughs> the classic, he found something on the green. So it, all, <laughs> it all clicks. Um, okay, so it always still jars me when I see athletes who were born in the 90s. Mm. It, was there a guy who, like I remember when Kevin Durant like was was coming into the NBA and I was like, oh my God, this is like the first guy who's younger than me who's like gonna be a superstar. What have I been doing with my life? Like have you have yeah. you did you have that moment? Who was your guy? Yeah, it's a good question. It it feels like it was uh there's guys in the like quarterbacks in the NFL that are like eight years younger than me that feel like they've been in the NFL for like 15 years. Yeah. Like I think Matthew Stafford is like four or five years younger than me. And he's been around forever. And he's made like $200 million. I'm like, oh, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, the one that always get LeBron and I were in the same, LeBron and I, uh, we were in the same. There's uh, a lot of things. The, the Venn diagram of you and LeBron is basically yeah, two it's complete huge. circles. Too. Yeah. yeah. We're both humans. Uh, we, we graduated in the same high school class. And I always, I see guys on TV and anybody you see on TV, you just naturally think is like 10 years older than you. Yes. And so whenever I would see LeBron on TV, it's just, it, it's astounding to me that we are the same age. It's just weird. And he looks older and like the whole deal. So LeBron is a, human. LeBron is not even human. No, he's not. Yeah. He might not be a human. That might be a bad <laughs> example of like the, of the Venn diagram. So I think LeBron is mine that I always think of when I think about stuff like that. All right. That's good. Uh, Ricky Fowler is two shots back. Ricky Fowler. Oh I put gosh. that 70 times a day. 
I can't, it's awesome. I can't, I can't do it. Um, if okay, I want to assert that of at least the guys on the leaderboard, and maybe Ben on uh, otherwise, like this win or a potential win for Ricky Fowler here would be so much bigger than a lot of these other guys. Like Brooks doesn't need to defend this title. Justin Thomas, you, you know, you told us he's going to win 25 times. Like, uh, okay. Todd's already got two this year. Uh, like I, I think what we know about Ricky Fowler, which is that he garners the constant, uh, description of overrated, uh, even though I don't believe he is. And he wins more than a lot of the other guys that we throw into that conversation yeah, to sure. add a WGC, to the resume would be great, but also like this could be the natural conclusion of these swing changes that he's been going through. And it's all about confidence. If he could win it, if he could win with the swing changes right now at a WGC and head into this stretch of golf that is so valuable, like he might unlock something. Yes. I, I, uh, what do you think about him playing from, behind like that that's the position right like i i and i and i keep going back to the phoenix open last year he's up by four going into the final round maybe five i mean it was a route and he's and he maintains the lead and then he makes the triple on whatever that was 11 12 13 somewhere in that range and you're like how big does the lead have to be you know and and he wins the players from behind and he he wins a lot it's a little bit like uh like xander Right, we talk about Xander winning from behind. I, yeah. I don't, I, I don't have all of Ricky's wins in front of me, but I think the majority of them, and this isn't bad. This is just the way they've happened. Uh, have 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 been coming from behind, and that's how he almost won the the uh, the Patrick Reed Masters, the eighteen Masters. Remember, he shot like sixty five, sixty six on the weekend, sixty six, sixty seven, something like that. Uh, burned down the 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 second nine on Sunday, and Birdie's eighteen almost wins the Masters. Like people, just I I don't know the the Fowler thing. People just throw out the stuff they don't want to talk about and Correct. focus on on the stuff that they do want to talk about, which is fine, whatever. Like it is what it is. But uh, yeah, I mean it would be a great win. Six wins, including a WGC, a Players. Uh, I think he's won at least one, maybe two playoff events. That's not, that's not not winning, right? Like that's a career. That's a great career, and he's still 31 years old. So I get the major thing. I I get it, and I, I totally am like on board with that. But all the other stuff definitely counts. Wins the Scottish Show. Like we don't we don't talk about a lot of the other stuff that actually does count. I I know this goes against the numbers. But I, I I don't mind like the guys who are one or two shots back, especially when they're trying to chase down Brendan Todd and Ben on. Like I don't think anyone is saying, "Oh man, Brendan Todd smells chum in the water." Like it's it's <laughs> over, it's over. This guy's got it. Like no one's saying that. I promise you. And Benny on looking for his first victory. Like I, I don't mind him being two shots back here. And what we've seen. Okay, so this is kind of a couple-part thing here. So I know, like, okay, a two-shot lead or a three-shot lead, how often it converts on the PGA Tour is, I don't know, uh, whatever number it is, 40%, three-shot lead. Uh, I would like to see what it is based on, like, that guy's official world golf ranking yeah. or versus, like, yeah. that guy's career win total. Yes. Because we have already seen in the restart multiple-shot leads evaporate immediately, like four holes in on Sunday. So I don't mind Ricky Fowler – Ricky Fowler being that many shots 
being two shots off the lead right now. No, I, I agree. I do worry a little that he's chipped in four times, three times. Three and almost one. <laughs> yeah. And so you look at – he's gained – I think I looked at it. It was like four strokes on the, on the field uh, yeah. around the greens, which is – I think Ricky Fowler's short game is really good, but you're, you're, you're picking up str- – like th- those are kind of vanity. Like that, that's not like a real number – because you made those shots that you, that's not going to happen, you know, and, and maybe that's just like, those are the breaks you get in a week that you win. Um, but that, that one concerns me a little. He had the back nine on sun, on Saturday. Wasn't great. He had some bad shots. And I thought, I thought Nick Faldo called this out on 18. He doesn't trust uh, the draw. Like he, he could, he, he wouldn't draw, he couldn't draw it into 18 there. I, I could, there was another hole. might've been, it uh, might've been 17 actually. Uh, or maybe 16, I, I don't know, where he, he wouldn't draw it in. So there are some red flags, uh, not even red flags, yellow flags, I think, with Fowler. Um, do you think it's good or bad that he's with Kepka in the, in the second to last? Uh, I don't think it matters for Ricky Fowler. Okay. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I just want him to shake this whole, like, like he's the he's the guy who's just the first one there to congratulate you thing like that's that's what we know of Ricky Fowler from the last couple of years I just wanted to cash more I I do think um you know 18 has water work lurking on the left which is why I'm sure he's uncommitted to that draw because if he overdraws it a, a little bit he's he's that's where the danger's at right that's the that's the bad mess yeah that pin was kind of dirty too yeah it was uh, I'm interested to see where they have it for Sunday Brooks Kepka um, you, you do this live. Like I was personal. I wasn't writing it. I was not writing his obituary three holes in, uh, but you might've been like, like it, he was, he was cooked. He doubled his second hole. He bogeyed, I think his third, it, it was over. And then he goes absolutely scorched earth to get back into this thing. And now he's only three shots back. Yeah. And look, like if you're looking for some, some PGA championship Intel, oh, I Kepka, am. Are you? Yeah. Is this a is this a promo? Is this an ad read? Are you looking for some PGA Championship intel? Well, you're in luck. Kyle Porter is about to give it to us right now. Go back to round one. You've got it there. You've got it on your spreadsheet. Go back to round one of the three okay. M Open and give me Kepka strokes gain, uh, ball striking or tee to green. Either one. Round one, 3M, round two, 3M, and then the first three rounds at St. Jude because it's been really good. And, you know, we, I think you talk about him and JT in this field this week. Their score is just – it just changes so much based on whether they're putting. But the ball striking has been consistent. It's been really solid for both of those guys. And for Kepka for the last – five rounds really which is a little bit of the trajectory that i wanted to see going into the pga the scores haven't been there especially at 3m but the ball striking has been and i don't know man maybe maybe we were wrong you know we talked like a week or two ago about how you can't just you can't just flip the switch you know <laughs> it's not like he was you know when when he flips the switch recently he was top 10 at byron nelson he was top 10 at honda those were those were kind of precursors to him winning these majors, and that hasn't happened this year. Well, it's happening right now, and so maybe we were just completely wrong about that. I'd like to talk about the switch. Here are the stats. Uh, so round one at the 3M, this is ball striking, so this is off the tee plus approach. He gained four 
0.08. That's insane. Uh, second round, uh, he was awesome off the tee. He gained uh, a little over one in ball striking. Then rounds one this week, uh, he gained 3.7. Yeah. Round two this week, he gained 3.6. Yeah. And round three this week, he gained, this was his worst in the stretch, about a half a stroke. So okay. it, it's it's been it's been really, really It's been good. lights out. He's number one in this field in approach shots. You, you start looking at next week and you're like, Wait a second. Like what what how how low did he drop by the way in the odds for PGA? Like what was the lowest that you saw in that? Was he ever at like 16 or something? Uh probably see the problem is the back to back thing. Really that that drives so much of his Vegas odds. Yeah, so they'll never let him get down into like to like the 20 range. Because he I, was like 28 for for this tournament, right? 30 uh yeah that sounds about right i'd have to pull it up but like it was he there were times in the last couple of of weeks and months you could have gotten a really good number on brooks at a couple of these events yeah and and, and to the point about flipping the switch he the thing is he flips it in both directions which is like <laughs> it, it's 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 so inspiring when he is playing well he shreds golf courses it yeah. is unbelievable it is so fun to watch he has the swag i love everything about it but when he like when he's playing poorly, I don't know if I'm like I feel sad. Like I feel disappointed because I know what he can do, and he just showed it to us like five holes ago, right? Like I I don't know. It's it's such it's not even round by round. Sometimes it's almost like he flips it twice per round. Yeah, I was making the case on HQ. Uh, I think on Friday about how nobody makes it look more simple. I think guys make it look prettier, easier. DJ and Rory among them, maybe John Rom. Uh, maybe JT, but nobody makes it look simpler in that he, he just, and maybe it's because of, of his like physique or the way he's built or the way he holds the club or whatever. He just looks in like when he's hitting great shots, he looks in total control. Like nobody looks more in control than Kepka whenever, the, whenever the ball's going the way that he wants it to go. And so it's almost, it's like really weird and kind of jarring when he does play so so poorly. But a lot of that recently has been the short game, right? And so it, it still has looked pretty good. Even even last week at at, uh, at Twin Cities, just, the score just hasn't been there. So I don't know. I, I think I think he's gonna play well at Harding Park next week. I <laughs> I, I, I hate saying that because I've been on the Brooks is dead thing, you yeah. know? But I I just I, I don't know how to not say it right now based on on the way he's playing. He's so scary. Um, he's lurking, and also Justin Thomas is lurking. He's the only player currently in the top three of both the FedEx Cup standings, which we know are critically important, and the official World Golf Rankings. And each of the last four winners of this event have entered the week in the top three of both. That is why we're talking about it but this you were you were kind of right here Kyle i mean uh, Justin Thomas was the sleeping giant heading into the weekend where he made zero putts uh still didn't make all that many on saturday but started to roll it in on the back he came in in 31 that's all four uh so of his four under rounds and he's now only four shots back yeah and here's the deal actually i'm going to filibuster here cuz i I don't know how quickly you can find this, but if, okay. you, if you can find it quickly, can you do um, like average strokes gained T to green since the return, the return to golf, all caps? How, how yeah, long would you, that take I, you? I need um, not 90 seconds. Okay. I can definitely filibuster for that. Okay. So <laughs> uh, 
we're, we, we've got a real good plan here for those people, for people listening. Uh, JT, uh, he, you know, the, the, the bag nine was awesome. I, I was honestly like, I was following his shot tracker um, or the shot link thing for him, like for his entire back nine, because the, the broadcast lags sometimes if they've got like a million guys to show whatever. And I was just praying that I was right about JT uh, going into the weekend because the stats said, hey, JT is going to be awesome this weekend because he's not going to be the 70th ranked putter in this field. But you never know how that goes. Maybe he has a bad third round. Maybe he wakes up feeling poorly on so, whatever. Uh, it can still go badly. But I, I, was, I was really excited because he's somebody, if you are been on, if you are Brendan Todd and you're looking at the board on Sunday at like the sixth hole and you see JT like, like bumping up there within one tied, you're like, well, you know what? This is not good because <laughs> he closes. Like that's what he does. That's who he is. And we can talk about the, the you know, Mark Emelman's not here. We can talk about the overall trajectory here in a second. But um, yeah, I, I think that, I think, I honestly think JT's two back of the real lead with Fowler at 10 under because I don't trust Brendan Todd's swing and I don't trust Ben on's putting. And so if you say Fowler's the real lead at 10 under and JT's two back, I don't know. Nine, nine to one's pretty, pretty sweet. Pretty juicy. Okay. Since the return of golf, I've got the strokes gains and numbers here. What would you like to hear? Uh, I JT's got to be number one average per round, right? So the caveat is this does not include this week. So it would only be better than this. Uh, So we'd be heading into this week. But JT, of anybody who's played at least 10 rounds, it's Bryson 2.3, which will go down this week. And JT 2.07, which will go up this week, presumably. So So it's close. Yeah. Very close. And he is top tier guy here. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I kind of think he's going to shoot like a 65 and win on Sunday. And, and that he might not, like, I, who knows? But that's just sort of the, I don't know. That's the sense I've been getting. What, so me and, me and Emelman were, get, were hollering at each other on yeah. via text. This was, I forget, like, this stuff is not public for people to see. <laughs> it, it should be. Um, he was getting on me about my tweet on Friday about how, and this is, appropriate because bones is caddying for jt this week and they're going to be in the same pairing on sunday as uh phil mickelson and his brother tim bones obviously caddied for phil for 20 years and i said going from phil my point was that going from phil who is a lunatic on the course and just does whatever he wants and i think is like a top 12 guy of all time to going to JT, who has a plan, who's straightforward, who, who you know, he's not like crazy on the course, is like going from a, a prop plane with no landing gear to a finely tuned race car. And of course, everybody freaks out. Phil's got five. Ma- I know how many majors Phil has. Like, I get it. I, I, I understand. Like, I can count. Wikipedia exists on my internet as well. Like, I, I, I know what's going on. But uh, where, where do you stand on the JT stuff, like career trajectory? I think that if there was like stock to buy or if there were, I don't know how you want to frame this, but like I could not invest any, like I'd be all in on JT over any other guy. Like I I think that he has the skill set that not only works in current PGA tour, uh, you know, events, but I think it also 
projects well into the future. He is young enough. He wins a lot, which is not something that a lot of guys can say. He can win major championships. The only time we've ever seen him injured was self-inflicted when he wrapped his club around a tree on like <laughs> Thursday at Honda a couple of years yeah. ago, like a dummy. Um, like, like that's the only, and, and you're right. I think he is very, very mature. Uh, and, and maybe that's from from his dad, right? Growing up kind of like with this professional mindset. Like I think Justin Thomas is one of the most mature golfers that we have on the PGA Tour. And, and I could not be more thrilled about the trajectory. Now, will he ever get to – like he'll never touch Phil's whatever just because the errors are so different and, and he'll, he'll win a, a, a smaller percentage of how much Phil has won. But like I could not be more thrilled to see what Justin Thomas does in the next 10 or 15 years. Okay, so this is JT's 152nd uh, PGA Tour event. Uh, he's finished in the top five in 23% of them. In Phil's first 150, he finished in the top five in 15% of them. So 20, 23, what did I say? 23% to 15%. Yeah. And then if you look at wins through 150 events, Phil won 11 times, which again, historically great. Uh, th- to me, a, awesome. top, a top 12 guy of all time. I, I, and, and Phil's like thing is longevity. Like the longevity is like, that's what makes him great. It's not that he was necessarily like, um, I don't know, like, uh, uh, who's somebody that was just great for a really short period of time. Even like a, we haven't seen the, we haven't seen the rest of Jason day yet, but like seven wins in 18 months is a very, like it's the most concentrated, right. I can think of It's not acute with Phil. The, the, the secret to his success is being, uh, really, really, really good for 25 years. And that's how you get to five majors and 44 wins. So uh, wins through their first 150 events, uh, Phil had 11 and JTS 12. So all I'm saying here, and again, the, the tweet was actually more uh, of a commentary on their styles than anything. But if you want to talk about their trajectories also, JT's trajectory is ahead of Phil's. I mean, Phil didn't win a major till he was, what, 33, 34. JT's already got one. More wins, more top fives. Now, can he do it for 25 years? Probably not uh, because that is, that's insane to be able to do it for that long. But I think more broadly, I think we're, we, we historically underrate JT. Like, we just do. Like, I definitely the, the, the numbers say that he is going to be historically one of the best of all time. Now, might not go that way. I mean, Jordan Spieth timestamp is exhibit a but that's the way it's trending right now well we've got 25 years to figure this out i'm sure it's a conversation we will have many times over producer jacob's given me the look so what we're going to do is we're going to do our picks to win on the other side but first we're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our partners the all-new hyundai 2024 santa fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family and that's because the all-new hyundai santa fe has some great features like the available h-track all-wheel drive standard third row seating available dual wireless charging pads and much much more so think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. And we're back. 
KP, you can watch tomorrow's action, Sunday's action, on CBS, cbssports.com, or the CBS Sports mobile app. Do not forget, streaming is faux free on desktop and mobile devices. Coverage starts at 3 p.m. Eastern time. I believe, Kyle, you have already spoiled your pick to win uh, 9 to 1. Justin Thomas seems to be the route that you are headed here. Yeah, JT 9 to 1, I think, is. I mean, he's both my pick to win, but I also think he's the value there. If you go further down, uh, I wish Webb wouldn't have doubled the last. Yeah. Webb is Webb is fifty, but he's what is he six six back? I don't know. Yeah. Webb at fifty is not is not bad value. I mean, is he going to win it more than two percent of the time? Honestly, probably. You're just not gonna you're just not gonna hit this often. Yeah. I mean, he went on that stretch of holes fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. He played four under. I hate that he doubled 18 because he was, uh, yeah, he was, he probably would have been a guy that I could have fired something like this on. Um, I, I think, man, I, I don't know if I'm hoping or if I think that Ricky Fowler is actually going to win the golf tournament. Like I, I want him to, he's four to one, which to your point there, there's probably more value in Justin Thomas. Honestly, there's probably more value in Brooks Kepka, who's five to one. There's probably more value in someone deeper, but like, I would love to see, Ricky Fowler went on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he. I think there's a good chance that he will. Uh, again, if you don't believe in certain parts of Ben On's game, certain parts of Brendan Todd's game, then Fowler is. I mean, I, I think he's as likely as Kepka or JT or anybody else. Uh, I was going to ask you. Oh, who was your one and done this week? Oh my gosh, I don't remember. Um, Jeff Fleetwood. It might have been Fleetwood. I was pretty – it was Fleetwood or Reed, I feel like. So you had Reed, Reed. Yeah, Reed played better. He was like four under at one point, and then I think he gave a couple back coming in. Yeah, he shot a 69, so he's in T40. I had Rom. Is he still in the tournament? Did he make the cut? <laughs> I think he's already at TPC Harding Park. <laughs> God. What in the, by the way, uh, I don't think we talked about this. John Rom has lost six strokes T to green this week. That seems bad. Uh, not good heading into your first major as the number one player in the world. Uh, Bryson shot a 69 with five pars on Saturday. Yeah, that was a two. What's that called? A two pencil day with all the all the called a speed. (laughs) All right, we are going to be back tomorrow to wrap up the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational, and uh, anybody can win it. Who knows? Thank you to Kyle Porter for joining me. You can find him on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. You can find me on Twitter at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. Catch you next time. Hey everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the Men's Sunday Performance Jogger And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. 
So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com slash sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. 